Welcome to the Timpot FC podcast. I'm Ed Kirk. I'm Ollie Brockett. And I'm Kim Onslow. Welcome to the show. If you're new here, let us catch you up. Each week we invite a fan from each football team within the English football pyramid. Where we find out their favourite memories with their club. And even question them in an effort to uncover the most Timpot fans across the country. This is the Timpot FC podcast and it's live! Hello and welcome to another episode of Tim Pot FC. Today I'm your host Kim Onslow. Um, the other two aren't currently here. We'll see if they can make it. But today we have Louis Savard, who is a lifelong Derby fan. On today's episode, we will be speaking about Wayne Rooney, administration, the best match pie you can get at Pride Park. This is all at the Tim Pot FC podcast, and this week Derby County will be under scrutiny. All right, so how are you today, Sav? Very well, thank you, Kim. Always yeah. good when you're on a Friday afternoon talking about football. <laughs> exactly, yeah. mate. Exactly. Wasn't for the weekend. Yeah, man. Well, we've not got too much to be excited about this weekend, but we're, there's big games on. Um, so let's just get this started. What's the story behind you becoming a Derby fan? Of course. So I uh, born and bred in Derby. Went to my first game in 2005 against Southampton. And yeah, just uh, just fell in love with the club. I've been a season ticket for 13 years of my life. And yeah, it's, uh, it's I'm proud to say they're my local team. Um, and we've had some very interesting uh, times over the past few years. But it's, you know, Derby's always been part of part of my childhood and, and growing up. And and yeah, you know, long, uh, long continue. That's a good Yeah, I mean, I still have my club. Yeah, I've got to say, you definitely are passionate about your football club. I hear you all the time going on. Uh, it's quite easy to wind you off by, let's be honest. But, uh, um, <laughs> but yeah, um, Derby, hopefully you've still got the club next year. We'll talk about that in a little bit, though. We're just going to start off with some quick fire questions. little just mm. uh, get you in. So what was your best memory with the club? Oh, that's a very tough one. So I think best memory uh, for the club, I think there's definitely a few up there in recent years. Obviously, 2019, getting to a playoff final with uh, with Frank Lampard as manager. You know, the team we had that season, we had Mason Mount and Tamori, who are now playing for Milan and Chelsea, respectively. I think watching them playing for, for your local team isn't a bad thing. Definitely my best memory at Pride Park would have to be the 2013-14 playoffs. We beat Brighton 4-1 at home in the second leg. That that and when we beat Forest at 5-0 five, at home in the same season, I've just have, I've never been at a game with an atmosphere that level. I think, you know, that in particular that season and, and even George Horn, one of our ex-players, he actually said in a recent interview, you know, that season when we were at home, we'd go one nil down and, and you still knew we were gonna win the game. So definitely, you know, what stands out for me would be would be obviously Leeds and most recent time in the playoffs. And then yeah, that, that 2013 14 season, far beating Forest 5 0 at home and, and the playoffs. Yeah, understandable. Um, not your worst memory, but what game made you not like football for a day? I think I know what it will be, but I just <laughs> want to hear it from you. <laughs> yeah, definitely that season. Obviously, you could say it's a roller coaster. I think, yeah, losing to QPR in the, the 91st minute yeah. in a playoff <laughs> final. Um, when they've had 10 men for, for 60 minutes and, and didn't register a single shot on target till that moment. Um, 
definitely uh, still is quite raw. So yeah, that would be my worst moment uh, as a Derby yeah. fan. That's a pretty traumatizing one. I remember that one like it was yesterday. So I can imagine you remember. Not that everyone can well. win it. Not everyone can win at Wembley like uh, Liverpool came on for. <laughs> and Cambridge, man. We we win both clubs. I'm I'm doing well with Wembley. Um, <laughs> I know you don't always go to the away games since university has made it more, more difficult. But uh, where's the furthest mm. you've travelled for a game? Oof. Um, I think down south, probably Portsmouth. Oh wow! Um, yeah, that was a that was a really good. That Portsmouth used to be, always be a good one when the championship in the UK up north, Newcastle, Newcastle and Sunderland. I think probably probably are up there. Um, Middlesbrough as well. I remember yeah. a few seasons ago, um, that Lampard season, we beat Middlesbrough three 0 away, and it, it was just. It was one of the one of the typical cold, rainy days, about four hours each way. So, yeah, and anything, being, being the northest of the north and the southest of the south. Yeah, sounds like you've been each end of the country. I can't say I've done that, but, um, yeah. So, <laughs> on, on the note of away days, so I've got here your best and a worst away day. And this can be for, okay. this can be the city in general. This could be like Sunderland and you just slag off the place. Or the, the food of yeah. the ground. I remember, obviously, you had that Twitter post of the uh, revolting mill at one ground you went to. But, um, but yeah, that's all right. <laughs> so, what was the best and the worst away days? That's a tough one. Worst, what stands out for me is Scunthorpe. Scunthorpe, I believe it would have been 20, no, 2009, 2010 season. I was, I was only little then. But um, I just remember the whole place being a dive. Um, <laughs> the pitch was more or less 90% sand. And... and there was just nothing there. You know, it was a small retail park, awful atmosphere. You know, it was just, it was raining and it was a really, you know, it's not the, the most aesthetic looking stadium. There's another one that really does stand out. Um, I mean, when we, obviously Rotherham being League One, up and down, we, we did play them a couple of times in recent years. Um, I remember it would have been 2016-17, we uh, we were three one up. Um, late this was late into the season. Uh, Steve McLaren, um, and and obviously you know we were always with him floating around the playoffs. Um, going up from obviously bottom of the league, going into the 80th minute, we we were three one up, you know, comfortable. Um, and then Leon Best, who was on loan at us the previous season, uh, he came on. Um, and scores in the 84th and 87th minute. Oh. Um, and, and, you know, that that spiralled our, our awful run in that season. Um, and ultimately, I think we finished eighth on the final day of that season. So that was probably the worst. In terms of best, that's a very good question. When you go down south, I think it's always good. Um, Derby like going to Covent Garden, really good atmosphere there. Had some good days visiting Fulham in particular. You know, obviously a very nice area of London, some nice bars. Chelsea, we played Chelsea in that Lampard season. Went down to Chelsea for the day. That was that was really good. In the Championship, definitely Villa. Villa, Villa used to always be a really good away day. Um, and, and and Birmingham, all, all the Birmingham clubs. You know, it's, it's always a good day out when you visit Birmingham. Um, and I've had some good ones, believe it or not, at Sheffield United away. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think the, the big cities, when, when you're playing a team in one of the, the big cities, you're always going to have a good day. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, you've been to some pretty insane away days, can't lie. Would Chelsea be the biggest club that you've probably seen Derby play? Yeah, away. Um, I've been to Old Trafford as well. We played them in the Cup a few times. Yeah, I mean, yeah, United, Chelsea. I've played Liverpool or City. I mean, in the Premier League, we, we played Arsenal. I went to Highbury. That was not Highbury yeah. Emirates. Um, <laughs> that, was, that was in 2007. Yeah, I mean... I think St James's Park is my favourite stadium I've ever been yeah. to. But the bridge, 
The bridge definitely was, um, from what I've seen, obviously you see it on FIFA in the background and, and you know, I think it's definitely an underrated stadium, the bridge. Yeah. It's really, really nice. Yeah, I've got to agree with you there. Right, so which player do you miss the most or slash the best player you've seen play for Derby? I think you'll know who I miss the most. Chris Martin, Chris yeah. Martin. Yeah, big <laughs> Chrissy Martin. <laughs> um, yeah, Chris, Chris Martin, uh, definitely one of my favourite players growing up. Um, as, a, as, a, as a young teenager, you know, he, he scored 20 goals plus in three consecutive seasons for us, um, got us to two playoff finals um, and then and then drastically made his way back into the squad. Um, he fell out with, with Paul Clement in, in 2018, didn't get a look in with Lampard and then and then Bruni came in in the Philip Cocky season. And, and you know, he, he, he played a big part in staying us up, uh, in us staying up um, last season. Um, you know, we ultimately stayed up on the final day. Um, sorry, season before. Um, and and you know, it was. It, I think it was such a warm feeling for the Derby fans. You know, he he's a he's a local. I mean, obviously from Suffolk, but he he settled into Derby. He raised two kids there. Loves the fans. Yeah, so he's he's definitely the player I missed the most in terms of the best player I've seen in Derby shirt. It's a very good question. I think in recent time, Harry Wilson. Okay. Um, I think obviously, you know, with that Lampard season, a lot of the the focus is obviously going to be on Mount with what he's doing at Chelsea and Tamori. Uh, but equally, Harry Wilson was our, our top scorer that season. And I don't think he gets discussed about as much. He, all you have to do is go on YouTube. And he was renowned for scoring a 30-yard goal every other weekend that season. Serious player. I mean, we've seen some, we've had some really good players at the club. You know, obviously we we signed some some big players. I think I never never thought I'd see Tom Huddleston at Derby. Obviously, he was there as a as a teenager and um, successful career at Spurs. Ashley Cole, if, uh, a lot yeah. of people forget Ashley yeah. Cole. That is one. I had a little left back. So yeah, I, you know, I think obviously with all our free free money spending, we we've had some big names at the club in recent years. Um, I always loved Steve Howard, but that year we got promoted. Um, and it was always good fun when we had Robbie Savage towards the end of his career at Derby. Um, so yeah, they're, they're probably the memorable ones for me. Yeah, I mean, you've got, you got a few to list off there. I didn't realise Derby had had so many uh, future good players. I didn't know Tamori played, yeah. honestly, not going to lie. But, um, right, yeah. so, down to the nitty-gritty. Derby now. So, their current predicament. This episode is being filmed after the relegation is already confirmed. I just want to know how you're feeling about it now. Yeah, it's a bit of a bittersweet one. I, you know, I don't think anyone thought, you know, if, if, you, if you spoke to me in September... Um, obviously, we knew that this was all looming. You know, originally, it was a 12-point deduction. We didn't think it would escalate to 21. Going into the season, Rooney, 30 days before um, you know the season started, still hadn't made a sign-in. And, and you know, we a lot of there's a lot of fallout from last season. You know, this season we relied on our academy. And yeah, I think what I will say about this season is it's united the city. We, I mean, we did a parade before the the Birmingham home game, March, February. You know, so we had the the deadline for for a takeover, and and you know, obviously the EFL, there was nothing progressing. So, seeing the city united that day was was brilliant. You know, I think overall twelve thousand people marched the city centre to Pride Park, and it's definitely something I'll, I'll tell my kids about. Got it to be relegated, but to be honest, you know, I I didn't think we'd we'd get to the stage where three games before the end of the season we had a chance of staying up. 
we got very lucky, you know, after Christmas, Reading went on a, on a horrible run and, and I think they lost nine games in a row. Proper opened the gap up um, and, and, you know, I think anyone in, in the league could say Barnsley and Peterborough just, just haven't been at championship level from the get-go. So to be to be in that dogfight was you know, surprisingly a good thing. I think, you know, there were a couple of times where I, I thought we we're going to do it, but, you know, I couldn't, we couldn't have asked any more of the players. Rooney really has united the club. Um, and, and, you know, I'm very proud to be a Derby fan. And, yeah, as much as it, it you know, it, it did become reality a couple of Saturdays ago, I, you know, I think everyone's very excited for League One. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's a complete new chapter in the club's history. And this week, it seems to be every day we're getting updates of progression on a takeover with, with Chris Kirchner. So, yeah, I think, you know, it's a, it's a bit of a sweet feeling, but um, I, I didn't think I'd be, I'd be feeling how I do, but looking forward to next season. Yeah, you guys definitely made it tough this year. I remember looking at the table early on in the season and thinking, ah, oh, forget about it. And then looking at it, what, six weeks before the end of the season, going, oh, they might they might do this, you know. But obviously, Reading yeah. put some results out of nowhere, seemingly, and uh, confirmed your fate in the end. But yeah, you'll be in League One. Obviously, you won't be the first team to, uh, big club to go down to League One. Obviously, Portsmouth, Sunderland, yeah. even Luton have made their way back up. So there's obviously opportunity for that but um the questions I have one of the questions I have is who do you feel is to blame for the current situation at Derby yeah I think to be honest it's in I get asked this a lot from you know friends um there's obviously one man that I think a lot of people are pointing the finger to um Mel Morris our, our ex-owner and, and ultimately you can see it's a domino of where everything went wrong when look back at how we got into this situation you know I, I think definitely he I don't think you can put the blame on one person at all there were people in the club who at the time didn't say anything or you know bring him up on on how he was running it and um, so I do think there are other people to, to be at blame but you know ultimately Mel Morris you know hasn't taken responsibility and um, you know we, we the, the big obstacle for this takeover that we that we're trying to overcome is you know the leasing of the ground. He, he owns the ground, and and you know he's he sold it to himself for eighty million. It's worth forty million, mm. um, and he won't compromise at the moment as a deal for thirty million. So you know he he ultimately there is one person to blame at the moment that he's he's the stumbling block. But there's definitely you know a lot of other people who, who you know should be you know under the same same sort of label as him, and and it's quite sad to be honest. You know I think he he definitely um, as a fan. You know, he, he took the club on a journey. He threw everything he could at getting us promoted. Ultimately, it backfired. But you know, the, we're obviously people say you know, you're slagging him off. Look at look at everything he put into it. You know, you can you can put everything into it, but if you're not going to be prepared to, to you know handle the consequences, take responsibility, um, and and put the club back on the right path, then yeah, you know, you are to blame. So. He's, he's the man to blame, yeah, uh, you know, and, and as I'm sure you, you'll see in the news, um, there's a lot of contentious things going on at the moment with, with the stadium ownership, um, and, and he's the main problem at the moment that we can't get the move uh, you know, processed. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds like he uh, has brought the club down a little bit as much as he tried to bring it up. But that does happen with quite a few clubs where they spend a lot of their money trying to get into the Premier League, and then as soon as you don't get that promotion you're suddenly uh, facing an upward battle to keep your club together. But um, it is what it is there. How long do you think it will take for Derby to get back to the Premier League? If you think it's that a very, very good question. 
<laughs> yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> you I've think, got you know, it's, <laughs> yeah, you're always hope as a as a football fan that you, you know one day your club will be in the Premier League. I think, to be honest, you know, given the time scale on anything as a derby fan at the moment, you, you do take it on a day to day basis. You know, I think with, with you know, Rooney's said he wants to remain in charge. He, he's very built in and set on the project, which is brilliant news. He seems to to be, you know, getting the youngsters to play his style of football. They want to play for him. Um, and, and that's one of the, you know, that's one of the good things that Mal Morris has left in his legacy. He made the the, the, the academy a category one academy. It's one of the best setups in the country. And, and, you know, you look at the likes of the talent we've produced over recent years, Will Hughes, Jeff Hendrick. We've sold Luke plans to, to Crystal Palace for a million pounds of marine administration. You know, there's some serious talent coming through our box. I feel if, if Rooney can, you know, keep it gelling, definitely. I think, you know, we've definitely got a good shot at, at coming straight back up. You know, I think a lot of people underestimate League One, Sunderland, Portsmouth, Bolton, you know, the big clubs who, who have been stuck there for a few seasons now. But yeah, you know, I think that the priority at the moment is is to just sort of rebuild next year. Um, I think it's something like we need to sign 39 players in total. So there's going to be a lots of ins and outs. And, and you know, I'm sure it will go to the, the wire on deadline day of, of getting that, that squad sorted. And I think, you know, the lineup on the first day of, of, the, of the new season will look nothing like the lineup on the last day. So I think we'll return one day. I do. I, I really do. I think you know, we will get an owner who comes in with the right intentions. Um, and, and there's always a lesson to learn. Um, you know, hopefully the club will never get into the mess. It is and now again. And, you know, we've got the fan base, the stadium and, and, and the presence of a, of a Premier League club. And, and one day I reckon we'll get back there. Yeah, it would be nice to see Derby. And they are a big club. I think we can all agree on that. Right. So now we have a little quiz. So I've changed some of the questions because uh, I suddenly realised these would be a bit too easy for you. And uh, yeah, and they were a bit hard for the guy on the last episode. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how you do. If you get them all right, then... Well, I guess you're a true fan, but <laughs> we'll start off with this. I just, originally this was three, but I've changed it to five. Can you name five Derby managers? You could probably just name the last five, couldn't you? So we could go for the last five, yeah. Um, if you, if you sorry, want to show actually. off, <laughs> <laughs> Philip Cocky, um, Paul Clement, Nigel Pearson, Frank Lampard, obviously Nigel Clough, son of Brian Clough. Um, I don't name six there. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. That was yeah. That was nice and easy. Um, so the next one. Oh, again, you know this. I know this. So you're definitely nice. I had how many games did Derby County win during their one their season in the Premier League in 2007? One. We won yeah. one. Who is it that Kenny you beat? Miller scored a 30 yard screamer against yeah. Newcastle. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, my one. My one. Uh, one moment I hold on to for that season. <laughs> Yeah, I remember. I still remember that game to be fair. That was, yeah, that was an interesting <laughs> season. <laughs> um, so Derby's first and current kit producer is Umbro. I didn't know they were the first. Mm. There you go. Uh, can you name one other previous kit sponsor for Derby? Yeah, so we uh, we had Kappa um, yeah. for quite a while. Yeah, um, we had Adidas <laughs> in the Premier League. Um, yeah, and. Early noughties, we had Puma. Yeah, well done, yeah. There was one before <laughs> Puma that was Derby's own brand. Do you know what that was called? Derby's own brand? Before, before Puma? So, so, yeah, this is the one right before Puma. They made their own one based on the Derby name. This 
they just made their own kits, basically. Do you know the name? This is the top one. I had to make this question up because I knew you'd get all you the You know what? Ones. I don't. I don't. Called I Rams really don't. Prowear. And it was, yeah, in the... Uh, there you go. In the, in the, yeah, the late 80s to early 90s, yeah, Rams Prowear and then followed by Puma, which is uh, a bit of a different one. But, okay, so uh, my next question is, I think you know this one, but what was your ground called before Pride Park? And this is from 1895. Yeah, so the baseball ground, um, and we were there, I think, until 1999, and then uh, the Majesty herself actually was involved um, in the unveiling of, of Pride Park, where we are now. Well, my last question for you is, what player is often referred as football's first superstar and is the all-time leading scorer for Derby? Oh, Steve Bloomer. Yep. Oh, ding, yeah. ding, ding. We've got a, a statue of him, um, and yeah, when when the players come out, that's our, our song before um, you know the kickoff. Steve Bloom is watching, um, so yeah, the, he, he's probably the biggest club legend. Um, maybe Wayne Rooney or Curtis Davis will beat that status, <laughs> um, but yeah, Steve Bloomer, um, all-time scorer, massive player. Well, thank you for coming on. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of Tim Pot FC. I've been your host, Kimonzo, with the guest, Louis Sava. Thank you for coming on. Thank you. And uh, we will see you all another time. So goodbye.